We are so excited that this latest message from Truth Movement Church can meet you where you are today. This message from TMC will help you to apply the truth of God's word to your everyday life. It's practical and powerful. Enjoy his word. Romans 12, 2, let's work now. <clears throat> so last week, just go ahead and sit there for a second. Last week, we discussed this idea um, that until I change the pathways in my mind, I will never change the paths of my life. Until I change the pathways in my mind, I will never change the paths of my life. I think I've got a slide for that, yeah. <clears throat> One of the biggest mistakes that we make uh, is trying to modify our behavior or make ourselves behave um, without first modifying the thought that provokes the behavior. Was that too much? We struggle with making ourselves behave because we haven't addressed the thought that's going to provoke that behavior. So our behavior modification doesn't last long. It doesn't have the effect that we want it to because we never address the, the thought or the pathway in our minds. <clears throat> um, we are always um, talking about we're going to get in shape. I'm going to start going to church. I'm going to stop dating dumb people. I'm going to be more organized this year. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? And within a few weeks or a few months, I'm back doing the same things that I was doing before, back in the same places that I said that I wasn't going to go to. And the reason is why, the reason why is, is because we did not address the neurological pathway in our brain to that behavior, to that action, to that response, to that feeling. So let's talk about neurological pathways. I'll give you a definition. I'll give you a literal de definition of it. <clears throat> we are blessed to have, um, and I don't know how many churches have this, but we have a studying neuro neuroscience in our scientist in our church. Um, so she's been guiding me along this, this deal for a while. It's funny, when you talk to someone who really knows what they're talking about, like, no, pastor, that doesn't work. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm just, no. I, that sounds good, pastor, but that's not the way it happens. You know what I mean? Um, so here's the definition. <clears throat> a network of connected neurons that send signals from one part of the brain to another. A network of connected neurons that send signals from one part of the brain to another. Simply put, um, <clears throat> neurological pathway or, or paths, literal paths, that develop in our brain uh, when we keep having the same thoughts affirmed through our experiences and our exposures in life. I'm going to say that again. There are literal pathways um, that are developing our brains when we keep having the same thoughts affirmed through our experiences and our exposures in life. I got a picture I want to show you so we can, we can get a good understanding of it. Yes. What is that? If you don't know what that is, we'll pray for you at the church. It's okay. We'll take care of you. The more often um, I have experiences that produces the same thought, I lay tracks in my brain. 
And once those tracks are laid, it makes it easier for me to have, watch this, that same train of thought. Yeah. <laughs> so check me out, right? This is just side note, right? It was funny when it happened, so I sent this to my neuroscientist that I know, right? And I said, does this explain it? And she hit me back. That explains it perfectly, Pastor. I felt like I was smart, y'all. <laughs> Once I keep doubling down on a thought, and once I keep affirming this thought, regardless if it's good, bad, or ugly, I lay tracks. And once I lay these tracks, my thought is going the direction of the tracks. You know what I was thinking about? It cracked me up. You, you, the conductor of a train, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you know what a conductor, they're like, they steer the train. They don't steer a train. The tracks is going to tell it where it's going. You see, you think you're in control of your life. No, it's those tracks in your brain that's telling you exactly where you're going. Somebody shout the tracks. So, so, so just like tracks on the train, once my, my, my thoughts fall on these tracks, it's going that direction regardless of what I want to do. One of the hardest things in the world, you ever see those movies where they can't get the train stopped? Because once it's on the tracks, it's going once you have that train of thought, once you've laid those tracks and you keep affirming that thought that I'm not good enough, it's never going to work, it's never going to happen for me, it doesn't matter. It's going to be easy for you to navigate towards that train of thought because the tracks are there in your mind. The tracks are there in your mind. Here's the reason why all of this is so important. I wanted to tell you this, week, this last week, but I didn't. <clears throat> My life decisions are going to follow the strongest, clearest, and deepest pathways in my mind. I'll say it again. I see Ezra squinting. <laughs> my life decisions are going to follow the strongest, clearest, and deepest pathways in my mind. Check me out, y'all. This is the reason why I feel like I can't stop myself. I feel like I can't stop myself from picking the wrong dude every single time. I feel like I can't stop myself from eating seven Krispy Kreme donuts. Don't, don't you judge me. I can't stop myself from eating seven Krispy Kreme donuts every single time. And I can tell my car, don't you go buy Krispy Kreme. But for some strange reason, the tracks got me. <laughs> the tracks have taken me there again. I want you to get this. My life decisions, I'm being real now. My life decisions are going to follow the strongest, clearest, and deepest pathways in my mind. <clears throat> so the question you got to answer today, right? What are my tracks? I could give the benediction right there, and you can go home and work on that for the rest of your life. What are those tracks? Did the tracks start getting laid when I was seven and I see my father hit my mother?
were the tracks laid when, 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 when I, I, I seen my brother fall under the stress of drugs? Were, were the track laid? Were the tracks laid when, when, when Johnny cheated on me in seventh grade? Because the more I go through life and affirm those thoughts, I lay those tracks, and it makes it easy for me. Oh gosh, it makes it easy for me to to think and have that train of thought. Watch this. Even when the situation doesn't present the evidence that I need. I can be in the right situation, I can be in the right place at the right time. But if my tracks tell me it's wrong, it's wrong. So these are the things that we do without thinking. These things just happen. There is, it, it, it happens quicker than, than you can think about it. It's already there. You are already headed that direction. What you're going to do today is already predetermined by the tracks in your brain. You just think a certain way. Every time I sit down and have a meal, I am not going to look at a salad. I'm going to look at the steak. I'm going to look at the dessert because there's tracks in my brain. And I blame them on my mother. No, this woman would cook biscuits with syrup and all this stuff at five years old. You're not supposed to be eating that stuff like that. I'm joking and I'm playing, but what are your tracks? What are your tracks? When they fired you and you didn't deserve it, did that lay a track? Here's the beauty. <clears throat> and this is the way that our brain works. Can you put this other picture up? The funny thing about these tracks is that <clears throat> even though they feel permanent, they're not. The more I start to travel new paths, and the more I don't use that path, the more difficult it becomes for me to go along with that train of thought. So you still can kind of see the tracks, but the tracks haven't been used in a long time, and there's no train that's going to go down that track because it just hasn't gotten the usage. Until you change the pathways in your mind, you won't change the paths of your life. And the only way that I can change the pathways in my mind, we'll find it next week. No? Okay. We're going to do it this week. We're going to do it this week. <laughs> All right, let's get this first point. Let's go to uh, Romans 12.2. Is the picture still up? <clears throat> the more I use other paths, the more unavailable, that's the, the, the word I want to give you, the more unavailable that track becomes. It may still be there. It may still be light. It might still be faint. But because I've chosen another pathway, this one starts, and I think that, um, the, the thing that um, she told me, she said, if you, if you don't use it, you lose it. 
So when you think about your motor skills, right? You know, one of the things they tell you is like, you got to get up walking, moving fast, because if you, don't, if you don't use that track that tells your body to move and those legs to move, you lose it. It's the same thing with the emotions and the words that you think you always have to say. It just comes out of my mouth, Pastor Wanzo. As soon as they say this, I say that. As soon as they do this, I feel that. No, the more you create other pathways and don't use that pathway, it'll slowly start to dissipate. It'll slowly start to go away. And I know it feels like you can't stop it. I will never change. And we've all said this. This is just the way I. I've been this way all my life. You've been this way all of your life because you won't think different. You refuse to think different. You sit in this church every single Sunday and you will challenge everything that comes out of my mouth because you refuse. It's good teaching today, Jordan. But if you take the train of thought, right? Check it out. If you take the train of thought, if you, oh gosh, if you try Jesus. If you try Jesus, you'll find out that he's all right. All right, let's work. I got to stop playing with y'all. 12-2, Romans 12-2. Let's listen to what Paul says. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. <clears throat> Point number one, let's write this down. This is the first step of changing our mind, um, is to recognize. We have to recognize where we've conformed to ways of thinking. Say that with me, recognize. Paul says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. In other words, he is saying, and I think I'm going to say this in 21st century vernacular, um, do not allow culture. Look at your neighbor say culture. To force you into ways of thinking and acting that don't fit who God created you to be. Don't allow culture, culture's ways, culture's logic, culture's culture's philosophies to force you into ways of thinking and acting that don't fit. Shout, don't fit. That don't fit who God has created you to be. Culture is not qualified enough to tell me how to handle my family. Can I, can I mess with you for a second? Culture's not qualified enough to tell me about my sexuality. Culture is not qualified to teach me about relationship. Culture is not qualified to tell me about marriage. Culture is not qualified to teach me how to raise my children because culture's ways of thinking does not fit who God has created me to be. Shout it, don't fit. I've, um, <clears throat> I've been a bit of a sneakerhead all my life. Um, I can remember. <laughs> pray for me. Um, I'm, you know, I, I, I thought of, I had this thought, and I said to myself, I'm not really, because cats out here be doing some crazy, like thousands of dollars. I'm not doing that. I'll spend $100, $150, $200. 
And if you want to give me a pair of these some, some sneakers, just do that. You can bless me any day that you get ready because I'll take them. But I've been a bit of a sneakerhead basically all my life. My, my, my brother purchased my very first uh, pair of name brand sneakers. Um, they, were, they were Ewings. Y'all remember Ewings? The white, orange, and blue ones? Oh, I was killing them, y'all. <clears throat> but he changed my life because then I was just, I was hooked. I was, you know, that's just what I did. Um, but the sneaker game was different when I was coming up um, because it didn't matter if you had like a multitude of shoes. You know what I mean? You could have a bunch of shoes. What mattered where I came from um, was that you had the sneaker first. Does anybody remember that? Like if you were the f- if you were the first person to show up with them new J's the day after they drop and you show up to school with the outfit on, they would lose their mind. And you and like you were a winner for the rest of your life. You didn't have to wear anything else the rest of the year, but they remember. Oh, and don't if you made it worse, if you had a shoe plug that can get them like the night before they came out, you were legendary. <laughs> Where I came from, you were legendary. The only problem I had, though, <clears throat> for me anyway, uh, because I used to kill him. I mean, it was what it was when I was coming through. But the problem that I had was I never got, every now and again, I got, I got, I got the crown. But, but, but I struggled with it because since, like, seventh grade, I've always worn, like, a 13 or 14 shoe. So it didn't matter what kind of sneaker plug you had. It was like, yo, we only got two 13s, and if you don't get here by 5 o'clock... So the problem I had was that because I wanted to be first and because I wanted to be seen, I would have to get a 12. I was young. I was a teenager. I didn't know any better. Y'all, I would put them sneakers on. I promise you, it felt like I was going to die. I thought to myself, you know how you imagine stuff and it feels really like my toes are bleeding right now. Some of y'all been there before, y'all laughing, but you've been there. I felt like I was going to die, but, 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 but I look good. This is a word for, for, for somebody. You look good, but it hurt. Look at your neighbor and tell him, you look good, but it hurt. You making money, but you ain't got no peace. You in relationship, but you haven't found love yet. Tell your neighbor it hurt. You got a whole lot of followers, but you don't know how to be a friend. Tell your neighbor it hurt. You got religion, but you don't know Jesus. Somebody shout it hurt. The reason why you have exactly what you want 
and it hurts is because you've been trying to squeeze yourself into ways of thinking that don't fit who you are in Christ Jesus. And until you step out of this and step yourself into that, Remember, it hurt. So watch this now. I have to recognize that's where it hurts. I'm trying to help you change your mind. Listen to me. That's where it's hurting me. Some of you are sitting here thinking today, I'm sick of sleeping with all these people. Sick of it. I want to experience love. But because culture says it's cool, I do it. But it hurts. The first thing a doctor does to you, specifically if you show up with an issue, you sit down on his or her desk or on the chair or whatever you call it, And the first question they ask you, where does it hurt? Where is your hurt coming from? You say to yourself, if if, if I got to do this one more time, I'm going to lose my mind. If I got to say this one more time, if I got to go through this one more time, I'm going to lose my mind. Where does it hurt? Because until you be honest, and here's the thing, oh, gosh, y'all, check me out. My shoe game stepped down a, a, a notch. Seriously, this is real talk. Like back in the day, they were coming out, so, you know, you had the J's come out, and I could never get the J's the way that I want them. That's why I buy so many of them now, because my sizes were out. But I finally had to come to grips with myself and say, hey, listen, I'm not going to make it there in time. I play football, basketball. I'm not going to make it there in time for the release. So I would settle for Air Maxes. I would still fly. I would settle for Air Maxes, and, I, you know, we did Hirachis. When Hirachis first came out, we did that whole thing. But I stepped my game down because I wanted to make sure I found something that fit me. I didn't, I wanted, oh, gosh. I wanted, to, I wanted to be able to wear the thing for the duration. Don't you want to be in the relationship for the duration? <laughs> Don't you want to be in the marriage for the duration? Don't you want to be on the job for, for the duration? That is the reason why there's so many of us bounce from job to job, from thing to thing, in this place and that place. You've quit every job that you've been on because you're chasing dollars. And as soon as somebody offers you another quarter, you're gone. Well, you know they didn't like me anyway. But if we're honest, you sick of leaving every job. You wish that you could retire out of place. You wish you could just, just climb the corporate ladder. You wish that you could stay in one place and just succeed and flourish. You wish that you could. I'm telling you this morning, that's an area where you're hurting. And until you recognize where you're hurting, you're not going to change your train of thought. We, we start a job, and we already thinking about the first week there. Yeah, I'm quitting in two weeks. I don't, this, this is not for me. I'm not going to Am I lying or no? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I don't know why I be joking so much with y'all. Let's get point number two. 
Y'all want to do some more? Okay. Because we could do it next week. Okay. I got it right here. You just tell me what you want to do. Let's go back to our verse. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. All right, so we're not going to go in progression of the text, right? Because he says you're transformed by what? So we're going to pass transformation, and we're going to get to this word renewing. Our English word renewing really doesn't do Paul justice um, because our understanding of the word renew um, is just restart, um, replenish, start again, right? It is something that we do uh, when we sign our lease. We sit down and we renew our lease, right? There's no modifications there. There's no change there, really. They might increase your rent by $500. Um, but I'm just extending something that I've already been a part of. <clears throat> Paul uses um, the Greek word anikonosis. And I got a definition. I want you to write it down. Um, the word anikonosis, and it means to uh, a complete renovation or change for the better. Say that with me, a, a complete. Oh, listen, if y'all said y'all want to stay, we got we to gotta participate. A complete renovation or change for the better. <clears throat> so now, because we have a misunderstanding or our English doesn't do justice what Paul has, has written to us, um, we wouldn't be wrong if we took the actual word and the definition and plucked it into the, into the text, Okay. All right, I think I have another uh, screen for that. You ready? Okay, here's what it will say. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the anachronosis, a complete renovation or change for the better of your mind. You get that. He says a, a complete renovation or, 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 or change for the better of your mind. So our point, point number two is this, remove and replace. Somebody shout remove, remove. and replace. <clears throat> so now after we recognize the areas of our life where we've conformed, right? We're going to recognize the areas because those are the areas that we're hurting. Um, after we recognize the areas where we've conformed, we have to remove and replace those pathways that don't agree with, with, with who God says I am. I'm going to first recognize the trains of thought that keep taking me to the places I don't want to go. Then the next thing I have to do is remove and replace, based upon what Paul says, I have to remove and replace those trains of thought that don't agree with who God says I am. Now, this is not something that I can do on my own. This type of change comes from a source that is much greater than myself. Here's, here's how we, we, we pull this off. And I want you to write this down. I don't think I have a slide for it, but I want you to write this down. We have to embrace the full truth. Do I need to, like, take baby steps with this because you're writing it? Okay. <clears throat> Embrace the full, let me stop there, okay. Embrace the full truth 
of God's word and invite the Holy Spirit into my life. Let me say it again. Embrace the full truth. I'm going to pause right there. Somebody shout full truth. truth. Not the parts that you agree with. The full truth. The abundance of what it is. The entire 66 books. It is all truth. It is all applicable. It is all agreeable. You you, You have to agree with the full truth. their rest because because here's the funny thing as you sit there right now you're picking apart the parts of my sermon that you agree with ah that one didn't land on me pastor Mm -hmm. you're going too far on that one man I'm going to shout full truth embrace the full truth of God's word and invite the Holy Spirit into my life Everybody else is doing good. Oh, Cody's right. And that might he might not finish it next week. <laughs> Embrace the full truth of God's word and invite the Holy Spirit into my life. You ever watch these um, and I don't know the names of them, but these like home renovation play, these home re- renovation shows? I'm into them, but I'm not into them. Because I, I like to watch the ones where they r- restore uh, a building like a, a was it a brownstone or like a building back to its original you know function and and they try to honor the builder with their renovation. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't like these other ones where they like slap paint on the wall and they try to get every dollar they can. I mean it's it's entertaining, but that's not what I'm into. I like to see people who really take time with trying to rebuild something, renovate something uh, from the inside out to honor what was built. You know what I'm saying? Watch me now. This is what the Holy Spirit does with the truth of God in your heart. The Holy Spirit shows up once you invite him in. He shows up with the truth of God in in his hand, and he's in your heart. And and he he starts to, to renovate. He starts to remove and replace the things that you've fallen into agreement with that don't agree with who God has created you to be. So he shows up in your heart, and, 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 and he's looking at you know, assessing the situation, and he says, uh, well, that wall wasn't there when we built the place. That's a wall of shame, and that's, that's not supposed to, to, to be there. Is that a wall of disappointment, too? Mm-mm, that's not supposed. We got to tear, but we got to remove both of those because it's messing up the flow in, in, in the creation. It's messing up the flow. It's mess, messing up the flow. Is, did he misplace those emotions? Did he put those in the wrong place? 
Because we gave him those emotions so, so, so that he could show God's love, but for somehow they've, they've been perverted into lust. So, so we got we, we to gotta replace that with the truth. We got to replace those with the truth. This is what the Holy Spirit does inside of your heart and your mind when you invite him in. He will start to remove and replace the lies that you've been believing your entire life. Somebody say, tell me more. The difficulty that Christians have, I'm talking about Christians, those who, you know, believe in Christ Jesus. We can hear good preaching. We can hear good teaching because you get good teaching here at Team C. Um, you can hear good teaching and you can agree with it. But because you haven't invited the Holy Spirit into your life, it is hard for change to take place. I believe God. I believe he is who he says that he is. But my mind has not changed since I was 21 and I'm 55. The hurt that I felt when I was 19 is the same hurt that I still feel at 32. But when the Holy Spirit comes into your life, he will start to reorganize and arrange things and put things in places where they're supposed to go. He will start to renovate your heart and renovate, renovate your mind so that you can walk in the goodness and the likeness of Christ Jesus. Somebody shout, remove and replace. I know you can, here's the thing, it's easy to recognize it, but this is the hard part. I have to remove and replace it. I got to allow the Holy Spirit to replace the lies with the truth. I know that your parents told you that you were nothing and that you were a mistake. That's a lie. And I can say that to you as much as I want, but until the Holy Spirit comes into your heart and gives that truth and makes that truth part of your renovation, that sounded good, Pastor Wanzo. You might, even, you might even have an emotional response to it, but it won't change your mind. Y'all, I'm having this conversation with you so you can change your mind. Me and my father-in-law talk about this a lot. One of the, for me, this may not be your opinion, this is my opinion. One of the hardest things to do in the world is to change a person's mind. This is, this is a holy response. It makes you want to punch him. <laughs> Doesn't it? Like, why are you thinking like that? Like, why would you even process it that way? And as much as I present the truth to you, you still believe in what you want to believe. And I'm talking about Christians. I'm not talking about the world. I need the truth of God's word. But I have to have the accompaniment of the Holy Spirit in my, in my heart, in my mind, so that he can place things where they're supposed to go. The devil didn't shut up shop in your heart and he is dominating that place. But when the Holy Spirit shows up. Somebody shout remove and replace. We got one more point. Let's do this last point. Are y'all learning anything? Let's go back to our verse. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing 
of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Thank you, Jesus. Point number three, and I need you to write this down. This last point for today. Um, it is the word rebirth. So once we recognize where we've conformed, we take God's word and we ask God to allow his Holy Spirit into our life, into our heart and our mind, we can remove and replace the lies of the enemy. And then it's time for a rebirth. Paul speaks of something that is way bigger than the frustration of behavior modification in us trying to make ourselves behave for a period of time. We've gotten good at making ourselves behave for a period of time. I didn't get a good response on that. You've gotten good at making yourself behave for it. You won't cut up on your job because you want that money. But the problem is that change is not in you. How many times have you thought to yourself, you weren't my boss? I would give you a piece of my mind. Paul is talking about something so much greater than making ourselves behave. He is speaking of and teaching us about permanent change, a lasting change that we cannot accomplish by ourselves. The English word used in the text is the word transformation. But the Greek word that Paul uses is the word metamorpho. It is where we get our English word metamorphosis. I think I have a definition for metamorphosis up here for you. Write this down. A metamorphosis is a complete change. Somebody shout change. It's a complete change. Somebody shout change. It's a complete change of character, appearance, or condition. This is what Paul is writing to. This is what Paul is teaching us. He is talking to us about a metamorphosis, a change, a complete change, a change that just doesn't happen by trying to behave yourself. He says change for real. I'm going to shout change. The most notable metamorphosis that we know of takes place uh, in a caterpillar uh, transforming or uh, um, going through metamorphosis to become a monarch butterfly. That's the most notable metamorphosis that we know about. I think I, I got a picture of it. So I got stuck on this, y'all. I'm just going to be honest with you. I studied this thing like crazy, and I was like going down all sorts of rabbit holes because I got really interested in how do, how do you go from this to that? I got stuck on it. 
So what I found out is that this thing right here is this middle thing. I think you call it the middle thing, a little round thing. We call it a cocoon, but it's called a chrysalis, right? It's called a chrysalis. Um, and and, and this, this chrysalis is where, where everything takes place. And I found out, once I started to study this, that <laughs> inside the chrysalis, the caterpillar, watch this now, the caterpillar releases a chemical to break down systems. He releases a chemical to break down systems and muscular tissue and, 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 and everything, watch this now, everything that had him bound to just walking. He releases a chemical on himself to change the systems, the pathways, the trains of thought that kept him bound to walking so that he have the freedom to fly. I can tell by the way you're still sitting there that you don't understand the possibilities that stand before you. If you would just be willing to let go of systems and trains of thought and pathways of thought that have you bound to people, places, and things, you will finally get the freedom to fly. So the question that we have to ask ourselves today, what's got me bound? What's got me bound to doing this? when I'm always purposed to do this? What's got me bound to bad relationships when I'm always purposed to be married? <laughs> What's got me bound to, to, to negative bank accounts when I'm, when I'm purposed to have more than enough? I'm trying to get you to understand that there are some systems, there are some pathways, there are some th ways of thinking that's got you bound to things, people, and places that you won't let go. So here's what I found out. They say the mind is brilliant. The human mind is brilliant. I found out a caterpillar smarter than us. A caterpillar has more sense than us. <laughs> because the caterpillar knows that I can't use the same systems that makes me do this. Those systems, those pathways will keep me bound to a place that I was never, never meant to stay in. So where does it hurt? What are you bound to? Me and my wife have this discussion. Like We say this thing. It's like, you ever meet somebody who just can't pick the right person? You say their picker is broken. That's what my wife said. Your picker is broken. Does it feel like your picker is broken? Does it feel like you just can't maintain a relationship for some reason? Does it feel like you can never be happy no matter what the situations are? No matter where you are, you can be in the happiest place on earth, which is Disney. You can be in the happiest place on earth, and you still find yourself bitter, angry, upset. 
that caterpillar taught me something. It taught me that I've bound myself to things because of the systems in my mind that I won't let go, that I won't break down, that I won't tear down. And we just found out today that the Holy Spirit is willing to enter my life in my heart and remove and replace the things that I've fallen into agreement with. Stand to your feet. You know, I've, my mother used to force me to go to, to church when I was a boy. Um, and she was one of these uh, revival tent goers. <laughs> that's back in the day. Like she was, uh, That's the worst place to take your children, just let me tell you. <laughs> but I, re- I remember being in these places, and I, ne- I didn't really understand what was taking place. But someone would give their life to Christ, and they would, they would, they would, they would run back to their seat, and they, and they would say, I'm changed, changed. And I never understood it. B- because what happened to you that I didn't see? Like, you look the same to me. You look like the same person that walked up there that's walking back. But that's not what they were saying. They knew that something had changed in their mind. They knew that something had changed in their heart. And when you come in contact with the real Jesus, not religion, when you come in contact with Jesus, somebody shout Jesus. When you come in contact with Jesus, he will change your ways. He will change you. I know it feels like you can't stop it right now. I know it feels like you will never get out of that rut. But if you try Jesus, he will change you. Oh, go back and ask some of my friends who I used to be. Oh, ask them. Listen to me. I remember when I, 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 was, I was getting ready to get married. This is the kind of guy I was. This is the kind of guy they knew I was. They, they said, Wanzo, you don't deserve it. This is supposed to be the happiest day of my life. What you mean I don't deserve it? You're supposed to be my boy. You don't deserve it. And they were right. I didn't deserve it. But when he changed me. (laughs) When he changed me. I became a partaker of his grace. I became a partaker of his mercy. I became a partaker of his love. He will change you. I promise you he will change you. Thank you for streaming the latest message from Truth Movement Church. We pray that you found something in God's word that you can deposit into your heart for future use. To stay connected with our ministry, like us on Facebook or Instagram, or learn more about us by visiting www.truthmovementchurch.org.